Hey guys, welcome back to episode 10 of Technically Speaking. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about WWDC 2019 and then a whole bunch of other stuff that happened in the past week or a couple of weeks. Just to be clear, we're going to do some predictions for WWDC. Yeah. Because so, for those of you who don't know, WWDC is Apple's uh, developer conference, just like how Google I.O. is like Google's developer conference, mm-hmm. and then Microsoft has build all these big companies that have their own developer conferences but like apple's like the last one and they're usually in june so let's just dig into it yeah so if you caught our last episode we actually did google io predictions yeah and uh not too darn home but i think we're pretty accurate with our yeah, predictions i mean like anything <laughs> these days just leaks out no don't tell me about that we came up with this on our own no <laughs> i'm kidding um yeah we heard a lot of rumors we discussed them so, a lot of stuff with Google, like it's like it's like a ninety nine percent chance that it is true. Like any of these like rumors or leaks, yeah. There is like probably some occasions where like oh maybe it doesn't come true, or like maybe they'll announce it later, not at the like, same time. You never know. Mm-hmm. So what do, what are your predictions for uh, WWDC now? Well, they're not my predictions, but, like, it's just going What have on. you heard that is going to happen? How about that? Well, we're going to he- hear, obviously, about their new, the new, like, new software updates mm-hmm. to, like, iOS to macOS to watchOS to tvOS. That just, uh, that's basically what they do every year. Like, that's so weird to hear, tvOS. Yeah, that's well, they new. still have Apple TV. Or who knows what they're going to do because of what they're doing with, like, the Apple TV app, right? Mm-hmm. They might still update tvOS. So let's just jump in. So first off is um, iOS 13, um, which is going to have like a, a bunch of like different improvements. You're going to have like bug fixes and performance um, The standard. Stuff, standard stuff. Uh, but you're also getting a new dark mode for iOS 13. Ah, my eyes will be so happy Just like that. how you're going to get one in Android Q. And also macOS Mojave already has a dark mode. So that should help. Um... There's going to be a new sleep mode in iOS 13, which will like kind of mute incoming notifications and also darken the the lock screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's going to be like updates to each of Apple's like um, it, um, default apps, such as mail, messages, maps, reminders, health, um, and whatnot. On iPad side. You know how, like, iPad, they've, like, done some different stuff over the years for iOS, right? Like, they've introduced, like, the new multitasking screen and that type of stuff. Um, so there's going to be, like, multi-windows support for, like, when you're using one single iPad app, then you could have multiple windows of, like, the same app and whatnot. Um, there's going to be a new, uh, the Files app is going to get, like, gestures and whatnot. Um... There's going to be a new Find My iPhone app, which Apple's supposed to, like, they're supposed to announce, like, some kind of, like, you know, Bluetooth accessory type of thing. Like, a, you know, you know like, Tile, right? Mm. So, there's supposed to be something like that, and that's going to be brought into, like, the new Find My iPhone app. Or, I think they're going to rebrand the app. That's cool. So, that's for the iOS stuff. Um... Then macOS, um, like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna see improvements and whatnot, but there's not a whole lot other than, um, say we're gonna get probably universal apps, which lets developers 
uh, port their iOS apps into macOS apps. Hmm. Which is actually pretty cool. Like, Apple's already done this with some of their own apps, like the Stocks app and whatnot. And then one of the bigger things for macOS 10.15 is iTunes is going away. What? Yes, iTunes app is going away. Um, it's going to be, like, split across, like, a couple different apps. You're going to have a music app, a podcast app, books app, and then later this fall, you're going to have a TV app for the Apple streaming service. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then it's rumored that we might see the new Mac Pro. Like, Apple said a new Mac Pro was coming this year, but, like, we don't know if they're going to announce it at WWDC. They have announced, like, hardware at WDC before. Like, the HomePod was announced at the conference uh, a couple years ago. So we'll see where that goes. Um... What else do you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about Collision? Yeah, we can talk about Collision. Yeah. So, um, Collision is a tech conference um, that is pretty big, and it they did it. They hosted it for the first time outside of the U.S. Yeah. I think previously it might have been New Orleans or something like that. Yeah. So they came to Toronto, and um, we got a chance to go. It was really cool. So I think it was. The last week of May? No, second last week. Yeah. Of May. And so it was it, right after the Victoria Day long weekend. So I think on the opening day, they had uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau um, come and speak, do opening remarks alongside um, Mayor John Tory. Hmm. And so they talked about tech. They talked about Toronto and how it's going to be a new big tech hub. So we actually got to go on the first day. And it was a really cool experience because they held it at the Care Center, and there was a lot of different um, aspects of it. Not only do you have multiple stages, which I really liked. You had smaller stages. You had a very large main stage. So, like, you had different areas and different talks happening. For example, um, there was different subjects all within tech. You had fintech in one area. You had social tech. You had healthcare tech. Um, companies were talking about cannabis and how that's going to be affected. I think even Seth Rogen was coming and he spoke. Yeah. He talked about it. Because I think he has a company now. Yeah, in regards to cannabis. I know yeah. that. He's invested in a company. Um, and then we heard a couple people speak. Um, one real great highlight was hearing Kara Swisher speak. And she uh, had a talk with Ev Williams. And if anyone doesn't know who he is, I think he believe he's a co-founder. Yeah, co-founder of Twitter. He also uh, co-founded Medium, which is like a blogging service. Yeah. So the talk was focused on her interviewing him and uh, asking him about life after Twitter and what he's kind of doing beyond that. So he talked a little about Medium. He talked about what Medium is as a platform, um, how they plan to grow. And what I really appreciate is that when she... Um, to ask him questions about his companies, his investments, um, I guess, because he also, I think he's a VC as well. Yeah, I think he might be invested in, like, Beyond Me. Yes, yes, or yes, Impossible yes. Burger. One yeah, they two. talked about that. And so it was really great. The variety of his portfolio was pretty wide. But what I really liked is that the question that she asked, she talked about diversity in uh, the tech space, talking about who he chooses to invest in. He talked about... Um, all kinds of different things. She asked those very strong-headed questions and the ones that kind of make the interviewer a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And not those like, you know, you can't just gloss over it. If she asks you a direct question, you got to answer it honestly. Yeah. And 
she really had like women in mind when she talked about those questions. She talked about POC. She talked about WOCs, so that's person of color, woman of color. And I really liked that. Um, something else that was really cool, we got to meet her afterwards. Yeah. It was such a cool experience. Yeah. I actually got to tell her in person how much I appreciate her talk. And she, um, she was really touched by it. It was mm. nice. Yeah. What else did what did you like at Collision? Um Well I was just thinking just before the Kara Social and Ev Williams talk, there was um I think it was Ariel Perez from Wired and then um yes. David Yoon from uh Samsung Next. I like and, that that talk. Yeah, too. they were talking about it and then they got interrupted by a fire alarm. <laughs> or as Ariel calls it the uh diversity alarm going off. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, you tweeted went, about that, yeah. Yeah, they went off for like ten like yeah, was, essentially, it was, <laughs> it was really funny. Because, like, someone in another building, like, all the buildings, the buildings connected, and someone, like, maybe went out at a fire dorm, a fire door or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, like, there was just, like, an alarm going off every couple mm-hmm. minutes. It was just... Something else I want to give a shout-out to for to Collision, the Collision team, is their app. I think they did a pretty decent job with their app. Yeah. Um, so what they really wanted you to do is like sign up, register. You get like the QR code. You can it's, you can connect with people. So if you have your app open and um, you can see the person. you can scan each other's code and then, yeah because yeah, yeah. in the app you fill out your information of like name, company, and like email and whatnot. So you can basically it's like digit virtual business card it was almost like a little uh its own like social platform yeah within the app because you could message people yeah. who were attending that day yeah. i really liked that you could see the schedule for multiple days and you can kind of bookmark them yeah. and you would get a push notification saying hey the thing that you wanted to go to is going to happen soon yeah. or say for example for us when we showed up as media uh, we would get push notifications saying that um say joseph gordon levitt is doing a q a with media um yeah. in 20 minutes do you want to head over yeah. Stuff like that. It, yeah. it was very good integration, and I really liked it. Yeah. So shout out to them for making a great app for a great conference. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. I liked it. Yeah. I think I would go again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. See who goes next year. Or yeah. where it, where it is next year. We don't know if they're going to Actually, come it is going to be in Toronto. Really? Yeah. They tweeted um, a couple days ago saying, hey, if you attended this year's co- uh, Collision Conference, you can sign up for discounted tickets for next year, mm. um, for 2020. And I tweeted at them asking them, hey, like, where is it going to be? Because I've known in the past years it's not been in Toronto. This is mm. the first time. And they said, yeah, it's going to be in Toronto at the Care Center next year. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. But it is going to be the first week of June. So if anyone wants to mark their calendars or follow their Twitter account, I think it's at Collision. Conf? No. Um, what is their thing? I think it's Collision HQ, isn't it? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's Collision HQ. Yeah. They have all the details there. Everything's on their website. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. I would yeah. just check it out. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty good conference. Mm-hmm. Would you consider them... Well, don't they call themselves the anti-CES? Yeah, someone said that. I think it was Forbes or something. Yeah. Um, they put a quote, the anti-CES. I haven't been to CES, so I couldn't attest yeah, to that. Yeah, what exactly does that mean? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, you did see a difference, right? Because, yeah. like, for CES, it's about sh- showing off new products. Yeah. Whereas here, it was very focused on talking about tech. Yeah. There was a lot of companies there promoting or hiring. Yeah. Um, about, like, networking. I think Amazon was there. Microsoft was there. There's yeah. a lot of companies there. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. It was more about the talks and whatnot rather than, like, all the 
Flash and whatnot of CES. More about like the discussion of ideas around tech. Yeah. Um, and and like pitching. Yeah. And stuff. They had a lot of pitch competitions. Yeah. As opposed to like showing their final products where CES does that. Yeah. Mm. All in all, good experience. Yeah. So next thing we want to talk about. So Amazon announced a new Echo Show device. It's called Echo Show Five. Mm-hmm. It's not actually the fifth uh, Echo Show device because they had the first one. They came with the second one last year, and then this is technically the third Echo Show device. Do you think they're only calling it 5 because it's a 5-inch .5 screen? Yeah. Come on, guys. All right. Like, you could have just called, it, guess, you but... just called it, like, Echo Show Mini or something like that. Yeah. Not a huge fan of that, but all right. Or, like, so- something along those lines. They didn't really like to call it, like, what are they going to do when they actually have a fifth? <laughs> yeah, I guess. They'll just put, like, a... Well, I mean, like... Roman numeral, maybe? Maybe, but last year they didn't call it Echo Show 2. They just called it the new Echo Show. Or they call it Echo Show 2nd Generation. I don't don't know. But it has 5.5-inch screen. You have a built-in camera with a privacy shutter. There's a mic mute switch. Um, You can stream Prime Video. You can talk to Alexa and whatnot. So you can control your smart home. There's also a new thing where you can delete your voice recordings just by saying, Alexa, delete whatever... I like that. The fact that you're saying that there's a mic mute and a privacy shutter, like, I appreciate that. That's pretty good. People nowadays are, like, very conscious about their privacy and whatnot, especially in the wake of, like, some scandals and whatnot, you know, like... Yeah, people can access things that you just don't want. Yeah. You don't know where you're... You want to be in control of your Mm -hmm. information. I will say, like, even though I'm partial to, like, the Google... um, homes yeah, Google um, family, yeah. yeah the google family i do really like that amazon has that feature um if you ask for news mm. um that you can they've partnered with other companies for example like in the morning if i'm making toast um i'll say hey google no i'll say <laughs> i will say um hey alexa you don't say hey just alexa i'll just say i'll speak to alexa ask her for the news and um there's like Quotes of the day, there's different subjects, but what's really cool is they'll have, like, a monologue um, of, say, like, Jimmy Fallon from, like, the night before or the week before, and, like, it's all audio, which is still fine, but I quite like that. It's a nice little change-up from, like, the regular, uh, like, CTV news or, like, CBC news, that type of thing. Yeah. It's a nice... So, that's coming on June 26th. It's 100 bucks Canadian or 89 US, which is not bad. That's really not that bad. Which, like, you're getting a bigger screen, but it's also cheaper than their, like, kind of rounding the Echo Spot. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, and that, yeah. But it has more features. It's the same features. Like, that has a camera, too, but, like, it's a smaller screen. small. So, maybe they'll drop the Wait, price. Wait, you said there's a difference between the Spot and the Dot? No. Oh. So this one's called Echo Show 5. Uh-huh. This one's cheaper than the Echo Spot, which is 169 Canadian. Okay. Um, what does the Echo Spot look like? It's a rounded kind of um, device. Like it looks oh, like a magic eight ball. Oh, okay. I was confused. I thought it was the one that looked like a little hockey puck. No, that's, that's cheaper than... What's that one called? That's the dot. That's what I'm saying, dot and spot. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but look, this one, the spot looks like a magic eight ball. It does. Yeah. I kind of don't like that one as much. Yeah, but like, that has a smaller screen than the Echo Show 5. But it's more expensive than the Echo Show 5. Alright, that's weird. Yeah. So it's kind of like, would you want to, it's like, if you were like buying the iPad mini, you could 
spend less and get the bigger iPad. Yeah. So it's like, some it's, weird it's stuff. Weird. I, I, f- I feel like they're going to either discontinue the spot or maybe to drop the price down. We also don't know how good their sales have been. So, I mean, that's like a thing that they know. So yeah. maybe they realize that there's... I think price cut and then they'll eventually get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Because the sp- uh, Echo Show 5, it seems like a good pl- thing to put in your uh, bedroom or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. It's cute. Yeah. Um, some other stuff I want to talk about. Um, so last week was Computex 2019. So mm-hmm. that's like a huge kind of conference just for like all the computer manufacturers. So you have like Intel there, you have AMD, you have Dell, you have Asus, anyone like that makes computers are there, like MSI and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So one of the highlights was Asus's ZenBook Pro Duo. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, it take like it looks like a laptop, but the kind of top half of where the keyboard would be that's another screen it's called their screen pad plus mm-hmm. they asus has done this already they ha- they released like a laptop last year where the touchpad was replaced with the screen um but this one takes it like to a whole new level basically if you took half the regular 15 inch display but put it on the keyboard you can actually use it as a secondary display so um, that's going to be coming later this year. You ha- like it comes with uh, 9th gen Intel Core processors, NVIDIA 2060, um, and whatnot. And it looks, it looks pretty good. But, like, it's Interesting prob- concept. It, but it's probably going to be really expensive. Yeah. Like, I think this concept is more useful than having just the trackpad as like a screen. Because that's much smaller. This you could actually use as a screen and like... You can actually put windows there or have it so you can have it continuous. It would be one continuous thing of what you're seeing on your main screen. Scroll all the way down whatnot. Interesting. I also wonder how the battery life is going to hold up for that too. Because yeah. it's a lot more screen. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's still a cool concept though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing we want to touch upon. So... DJI, they've been going into in, in like a different direction besides just drones. Ooh! So like they like in December they announced the DJI Osmo Pocket, mm-hmm. which is like a basically if you took the camera and the gimbal part of one of their drones but turned it into like a pocket sized camera, mm-hmm. so that had that had like a one inch screen and whatnot, like and that you can connect your smartphone to it. Um, this. The DJI Osmo Action is their competitor to the GoPro. So you can do 4K 60fps video, slow motion video, uh, uh, 12 megapixel photos. You have a 2.25 inch screen on touch screen on the back, 1.4 inch on the front. Um, you have like image stabilization and whatnot. And it's 469 Canadian or 349 US. Um, a normal like GoPro Hero Seven Black is four ninety nine Canadian, mm-hmm. or like three ninety nine US. So like that, they're undercutting GoPro. Mm. And like, like I tested the Osmo Pocket. That one was really good. Like I wasn't a fan of like having the small screen, but like this, I think might be more of interest because like you have a bigger screen and like you're still kind of using the same technology that's in like DJI's drones and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how that goes if they're gonna if these like sell i think i've seen when i went to see it, so many people had the osmo pocket does it really yeah hmm. like they announced it and launched it in december and then i think people instantly bought it 
but like it's still pretty pricey it's like same price as the osmo action mm. but like it's still pocket-sized camera um you get like decent battery life out of it and like you get smooth video and whatnot you know do, do so, all sorts of stuff what's the resolution on the video? still you can do 4k 60 nice yeah with that tiny little thing yeah I've seen it. It's like it's pretty small. Yeah, fits, it literally fits in your pocket. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. But the thing about the Osmo Pocket, um, it's just accessories make it more expensive. Like it does come with a smartphone adapter where you can plug it via your like Android phone over USB C or your iPhone via Lightning. Just like a little adapter, and then you can use your phone as like a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. The other option is to get like an there's an, a smart. Um, I think wireless adapter we plug it into the bottom USB-C port and then it basically creates like a wireless or Wi-Fi connection to your smartphone but that's an additional cost it doesn't come in the box mm. so like and if you if you want all sorts of stuff like it's not even waterproof but like a GoPro is and I think the Osmo action is so it's like who's the Osmo pocket really for like maybe it's <laughs> And like, oh, if you want to use like a mic with it, that's another adapter you have to buy. Okay. So like, I guess they're aiming at people like, like, are they really aiming at people who want GoPros or is more like people who like to vlog and whatnot? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Kind of towards it. You can see with Osmo Action who they're aiming for. Like people who would buy a GoPro, they're like, no, why don't you buy the Osmo Action instead? interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think that was it. It's pretty much it, yeah? Yeah. Alright. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode 10. We yeah. really appreciate you. Um, so if you like what you heard today, don't forget to, um... Give us a rating on iTunes or, uh, wherever you, um, Listen to your podcast. Yeah. Please remember to subscribe to us. It really yeah. helps us out. Yeah. And we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. Bye.